0: Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Geeks of the Machine, Doctor Who edition. I am your host, Jasmine, and today, co-hosting, we have Adelaide. Hello, Adelaide. Hey, Jasmine. And today, we're going to be going over Doctor Who, Season 11, Episode 3? Yes. I completely knew that. That was not a question. <laughs> <laughs> um, entitled Rosa. So... I had a few problems with this episode, and I think I even messaged you at some point. It was like, I'm only a few minutes in, and this episode is annoying me.
1: Yes, I think so. I, <laughs> I recall that.
0: Um, And at the end of it, I called Michelle, and I was like, I- I'm so annoyed by this. <sighs> All right, so let's jump in. First thing that annoyed me is that they chose America in the 1950s? Yeah,
1: 1955.
0: Yeah, 1955. Um, and you're telling me that you had no racism in the UK? Y'all were just all, everyone's equal.
1: No, they're they're perfect over there. They they never had to deal with this.
0: I mean, they have health care and everything's peachy keen.
1: Yep, no racism at all.
0: None. <laughs> um, but it's very interesting to me that they didn't choose their own civil rights leader. Because this is the first civil rights leader I can recall. What about you?
1: Yeah, I think so too. Um, granted, I, I will say I have never heard of a British civil rights leader, and I, uh, well, maybe I have heard of them. I just off the top of my head, I can't think of any. It's so, because
0: America is the best at everything, even civil rights. We're getting like, hate mail.
1: Uh, <laughs> don't take that out of context. It was very clearly it was sarcasm. <laughs> But, like, at the same, like, I understand going for the well-known one, which is, I think, what they were going for. But at the same time, like, maybe pick something in your country. Because at the moment, it kind of makes it seem like you're pretending you don't have any. And you have some that you should probably admit.
0: Of course not. They have health care and the royal family. And that's all they need to address. Um... But it's very interesting to me, like I said, that they didn't mention their own fallacies when it comes to race. They didn't mention their own issues when it comes to race. Instead, they're like, nope, nope. This is just America. This is an America problem. Look at how bad you are, America. Look at what you did to these people, America. Don't you feel bad. Which, again, I will say America should feel bad. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do I think that America does? No. (laughs) I mean, but if we look at America versus the UK and the whole conquering of most of the countries in the world.
1: I mean, if it weren't for the UK, would we have this much, like, (laughs) they brought us here. I'ma blame them. Mommy and Daddy made us this way.
0: Hmm. I mean, technically, depending on what you... If you look at Hetalia, America really was just a spoiled kid that ran away. And mommy and daddy Did wouldn't just give it independence. Did just compare to this? It, is awesome. If you have not seen it, you need to watch it. I love it. It is one of my favorite shows, and it is pretty historically accurate.
1: I haven't heard that name <laughs> for, like, years. <laughs>
0: uh, but let's move right along. So when I was initially watching, I was like, Hmm, I don't believe they had an incident in 1943. Did you know about the 1943 incident? Okay. I
1: actually ended up looking a ton of stuff up afterwards. Apparently there was an article, the, uh, the woman who, who wrote this, who was also incidentally the first black writer on, um, on Doctor Who. Really? She, yeah. Uh, Michelle, wow. uh, Blackman, let me Google that real quick.
0: Really? Yeah. They had to get Michelle Blackman to be the first black writer. I know. (laughs) Like, I mean, did she come in with, like, a black pride shirt and a little fist with an afro?
1: Like, what it really? Mallory. It's Mallory Blackman. (laughs) But yes.
0: Like, uh, anyway, I appreciate the step. I wish that they would have had a black writer sooner. Oh, yeah. But I understand why they had her for this episode it would be interesting if she stays on or if they just used her for this episode.
1: Um, I really hope she stays on because I actually felt the characters did very well this episode. So even like historical inaccuracies or accuracies aside, I think the writing was still very good.
0: Um. Well, so apparently there had been a whole incident in 1943.
1: Yes, I um, I googled. She had an article where she did like... Uh, like how they portrayed it in the show versus how it actually happened, and there was an incident. I don't know if she was thrown off a bus at the time, but yes, I know she that. Was.
0: Huh? She actually was. She was oh, tossed okay. off the bus, um, and right. it, it apparently happened exactly like that. Like as I was wow. doing my research, interjecting for a second. No, go ahead. Um, as I was doing my research, I found out that this or this episode was pretty historically accurate. As it resulted to Rosa Parks. Uh, Aside from the doctor and everybody else, obviously. Uh, But what about you? Did you like the episode as a whole? Did you think it was done well?
1: I'm not entirely sure what you said because you're going through a tunnel, (laughs) I think.
0: Did you like the episode?
1: Yeah, I cannot hear you.
0: Okay, let's try it this way. Um, Well, like I said, it was a lot of things that was happening in this episode that I enjoyed. Firstly, it was Rosa and her role in it. It was the companions and everyone else. And I think I like the villain um
1: I will say I, I like the you. villain. I heard you there. I can I can kind <laughs> of hear you now. Um I'm watching your your connection go from whoa boy. <laughs> go from a hundred to nine hundred in like half a second, and it's very <laughs> alarming. And my overwatch instincts of watching Ping are kicking in and I'm like having a mild panic attack just watching it. But the um yes, I actually did like the episode. I felt like um I, I was really scared when they said that when I saw the preview for it, because I I don't know, I don't trust Doctor Who to deal with these kind of things sometimes. And they came in and I was, I was really afraid that the doctor was going to take center stage. And I think one of the things that I really liked about this, can I jump ahead into the, into the very end? Or do you want to hold off on that?
0: It, you know, what free reign today, everybody gets to go.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um if I interrupted you, I'm sorry because your internet's doing weird things again. <laughs> so, um the uh, I really liked one of the things I liked was how the doctor she didn't well, it was about her and she had to be involved. It was still about making sure it went through. It when it was it was still how Rosa herself would have handled it and i appreciated that and i really 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 liked how she had to stay on the bus how they had to be the white people on the bus and they had and they didn't want to be they had to use that system and i felt like that was a good way for them to look at that and be not necessarily a part of it but to recognize that that they had that privilege there
0: Mm -hmm. i mean i think it was interesting especially graham's um, reaction to being on the bus, and he's like, oh, "No, I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to do this." And his actual nervousness. And I wanted to toss it to you. How would you feel if you had to be a part of that moment in history?
1: I would be. Um. I mean, on on the one hand, they personally know why they're there, so I feel like it kind of writes it off a little bit. But at the same time, like, I would not be happy. I can I can see Graham's reaction being very. Uh, you know he's got that he doesn't want to be a part of it because you know it's so dehumanizing to do that to people and it and I I personally wouldn't I couldn't do that I would feel terrible to have to be a part of that but at the same time you know they're they're leading that in and it, they're still I don't want to say they're leading it in but they had to be there to make sure it went as planned yeah I mean, planned's not the word in context there but
0: it, it makes sense that's okay Um, So let's jump to when they first arrive and Ryan is going to pick up the white woman's glove and her husband slaps him. And that is our first introduction to Montgomery, 1955, America. I honestly, I, I was jarred completely, but I don't know what I expected because I... I've seen shows where they lean into racism and I've also seen shows where they adamantly avoided it. And I don't know how I feel that doctor who did it. I don't know if it was towing the line or if it did lean in. What what did you, what were your thoughts?
1: I, I was, I was very jarred by that too. I didn't, I didn't expect that from doctor who I think. And I feel like ultimately that was a good move for them to make because it, what a better way like i I hate to praise it at the same time because of the context but what a what an excellent way to show viewers how horrific it was than to literally have it literally hit you in the face with it and show it from you know how absolutely horrific it was and how um dehumanizing it is to have that happen
0: yeah I was watching and I was like wow and I loved when um Graham came and was like this is my grandson what are you doing and the the level of disgust I don't know how and this is what I will say honestly I do not know how these actors take these roles because it will be very hard for people to see them as anything other than the racist in that one show that I watched
1: exactly that would be, <laughs> that would be like hey you were the racist asshole in Doctor Who I know you <laughs> Well, should like, take the it, princess role then,
0: because it's hard for even big actors like um, Leonardo DiCaprio when he played the the racist in that one movie with Samuel L. Anyway, so I'm sure that it's hard for smaller actors. Um, did you like the portrayal of uh Rosa coming in and intervening? Because as I was watching, I was like, Would Rosa have done this? it
1: is... that was that was my thought too actually I was like how is that how she would have acted is that and then would they have listened to her I don't know I didn't I'm not sure I don't know I how just... racist
0: were they
1: yeah what, <laughs> is it okay would they listen to Rosa or would they like I don't know I just I don't know how
0: accurate that was because like, and... This is what I will say. There's always the whole, you're a good black person or good, yeah. And then those others are X, whatever. That still carries on today. So is that what this is? Because they know her, she's one of the good ones? Or was that, like, and I was trying to figure it out and I don't know.
1: Yeah, I wasn't, wasn't sure either. I felt like she went in, um... The way it was portrayed, uh, accurate or otherwise, was I th- actually think that was very clever on her part, because she goes in subservient, she goes in um, uh, almost submissively, saying, "Oh yes, sir, your work is almost done. By the way, it will be very good. You will be very pleased." And it was it was a good way to diffuse the situation. She's it was good. It was a very well done way of showing of um, oh what is that called? Um, it's called like conflict. Um...
0: Conflict resolution.
1: No, no, no. It was a, It was something else I've heard. It was like conflict acrobatics or something where you where you talk them down in a. I mean, clever way. But I don't remember fully what it's called. But.
0: I mean, as Rosa said, Emmett Till was lynched not that long ago. So as a black person in the South, you you had to be subservient. Yeah. It wasn't really like, mm, because Ryan came off very aggressive, and I'm if we're being honest. I am very surprised that no one grabbed him up. Especially if, like, uh, I am surprised by that. Yeah, I was
1: actually very scared.
0: Exactly. Because in the South, in America, in the 19, it didn't take much. They accused Emmett Till of whistling at a white woman which recently she came out and said, no, I was scared. My husband was abusing me, blah, 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 blah. Um, I, let me be very clear. I have empathy for her and her abusive situation, but regardless. She got a you, kid killed. Exactly. Like you got a child killed for something that you said he didn't do. And now you're ninety something, like, oh, I feel sorry for his mother. I lost my two children in war.
1: Why don't you feel sorry for him?
0: So I I have no sympathy for that. I hope they prosecute her and she spends the rest of her slow, decrepit life in jail. Yeah, same. So <laughs> but I digress. I think it was interesting that she was she like reminded us about Emmett Till in that moment, which again, Britain I'm looking at you like you're telling me you had nothing. You were doing nothing that was racist during this time.
1: And even so, even if it wasn't during this time, they still have their own history to pull from. It's not as well known, but what a good way to show it off then and and to educate kids. Wasn't the whole point of Doctor Who to educate kids about history? Why Mm -hmm. not just why not pull from your own history instead of and make that well known and you know actually educate instead of going over ones that we've heard before
0: exactly or go over like you even if they're going to america go over a lesser known case there are several like marshall i went to see that in theaters and that was a small lesser known case that thurgood marshall did It was a great case it was before he became a big name and i got to learn some more facts about him that i wouldn't have learned otherwise
1: yeah exactly you've got you've got a ton of history to choose from why not pick from any of them instead of going for the the really well-known one like that's already in our history books pick something that's not as prevalent and not as praised and not as you know warped
0: um, so, as we're going through, we find that the group is there on December 1st when, or is it a few days before? I think it's the same.
1: I think it's a few days before, because they, they make a big deal about oh, yeah, December 1st coming out. hmm
0: Um, so they come a few days before, uh, the group goes and take, okay, so let's first of all talk about yes, Okay. And as I was watching this episode, I feel like Ryan was an easy target. But the reality is, if we're in racist South Alabama, is Yaz going to be treated the same way as Ryan? Because at that point, we had the brown paper bag test. And I feel like they gave Yaz too much leeway. What what did? What were your thoughts?
1: See, I was I was wondering that too, and I think I liked the way she questioned it because she, there was a point where they were on the bus and she said, where do I sit? Where where do I fall in this? And um, I liked the way they looked at her because they, I mean, I don't but the way the show <laughs> portrayed it. Um, one of the things I really I, I mean, I both hated and liked uh, within the show was they referred to her as a Mexican. She's not. She's very clearly not. But that added a um that added an element to it that I felt was both very accurate for the time frame and very accurate for America.
0: Well, the reason I said eh was because in nineteen fifty five, if you are lighter than Orion, but you're darker than a white person, I feel like they would most people weren't traveling, they weren't leaving their area. So the, the closest place that they could think of is Mexico.
1: Yeah, I agree. But, you know, you've also, I, like, I understand where they went for that. But I also think, like, the purpose of her, of them referring to her as a Mexican was making both the, that assumption and then a snap judgment of her race.
0: Of course. Yes. They they weren't going to sit down and say, what was your race so I can identify you properly, ma'am? They don't
1: care. <laughs> I mean, they called them Mongols at one point. So
0: eh, true to life. But let's move right along to James F. Blake. Blake the Snake, as Graham called him. Did you like this portrayal of Blake the Snake?
1: I feel like it's probably... I, mean, I don't know how accurate it actually is, because I'm not going to make a point of researching horrible racists in history, but they are... Okay,
0: I can give you a quote that they got from... James Blake in 1989. Ugh, okay. Are you ready? Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to do anything to that Parks woman except do my job. She was in violation of the city's code. What was I supposed to do? That damn bus was full and she wouldn't move. I had my orders. I had police powers. Any driver for the city did. So the bus filled up and a white man got on and she had his seat and I told her to move to the back and she wouldn't.
1: I mean, I don't care if you're just upholding laws. That doesn't mean that they're, they don't have to be good. Like laws are not inherently good.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what we're doing right now in America.
1: Yeah. I, yeah.
0: So, <laughs> I mean, it comes, kind of, but it's also the Hitler argument with the people who were like, I was just doing my job. I was just following orders.
1: There has to be a line.
0: Exactly. I was about to say, at what point do you stop following orders and your morality kick in?
1: I assume very early when people start dying and (laughs) kids start being put in cages. Maybe that's the line you should stop at, but, you know, (laughs) I guess it's all fine as long as you're getting a paycheck, right?
0: I mean, well, it's also, I think it's a point where you have to convince yourself that you are superior and better in whatever way, whether it's you are better because you're from here. You are better because of the color of your skin. You are better because you feel you're smarter. You are better because you're wealthier. Whatever your reasoning, that you can identify and rationalize with this in your head why this is okay for them as long as it doesn't touch you.
1: Ugh. Ugh. So. I feel like (laughs) if you can do that so easily, there's something very broken within you.
0: Well, this is what I will say. This is, it's, It's like a cult, and that's the way I think of it. You are indoctrinated, and if you go against whatever the leader's rule is, then you fear the community will reject you. Oh, no, rejection. How will I ever deal with that? See, it's very easy to say if your whole world is not wrapped up inside of said community. Yeah, I...
1: I understand. I mean, to an extent, I understand. I know. Wow, there. I
0: can't believe I just went through that extent to defend a racist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Back on track.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess to an extent, I can understand because, like, I see it. I see it looking at like Facebook stuff just today, mm-hmm. and you see stuff defending what's going on, and you're like, "Well, there." You you see people saying, "Well." Oh, it was the one I saw recently that I immediately unfollowed and cried about for an hour. Um, it was something about some quote about we can't, why should we protect their kids when our kids are being murdered or some, some horrible thing like that. And I, I was like, you know, that's, this is, it is, it is a cult. It's very much a cult and it's very much of a, if your whole family's in it, what do you do? Even if you don't agree, do you just keep your head down or do you confront the pack behind you, like in front of you that will tear you apart?
0: Yeah. So I think that this, uh, as much as I dislike that they chose America, which is an easy target forever and probably constantly will be, I, I appreciate that we get to dissect this in a different light. Um.
1: Yes. Oh, I was just gonna say I I kind of appreciate it in a way because of what's going on now. And mm-hmm. can I can I address the discussion that Diaz uh, and Ryan had behind their dumpster? Oh sure,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, they mentioned um, how it gets better and eventually they like fifty years later they have a black president and I almost mm. I had. Like, they're like, yes, they make progress. And I'm looking at, like, all right, it's going to get really political here. I'm looking at our current administration. I'm like, yeah, that progress is gone.
0: Well, I think, well, yeah, I, I think that a lot of progress has been made. But you have to take into account people, especially old people, are uncomfortable with change. Yeah. And as quickly as things moved, It's under—it's people alive today who still remember segregated water fountains. Yep. So when you take that into account, we haven't moved that far. And I
1: really haven't. I agree.
0: And I think that is what this is a symptom of: people who are old and scared, and their whole way of life is gone, and they do not know how to adapt. Is it right? Absolutely not. But I. From that point, I can say, like, maybe grandma needs a home. Maybe (laughs) she, like. (laughs) I'm sorry, grandma, you're not allowed to vote anymore. You have to go sit (laughs) at home now. Well, it's just like when you take um, elderly people's license away because they're running down people in a farmer's market. It's certain things that, like, should you be allowed to make, but then that trots the line of who gets to decide who votes and who doesn't.
1: And, and that is a whole mess that we
0: probably should not
1: get into. But
0: exactly. Um, but let's go back to Doctor Who.
1: Yeah. We... <laughs> what a fun, cheerful episode this was that didn't involve all of this at all.
0: So the uh, person in this episode, what I, I don't think we got his name. Um, oh yes, we did. Crisco. Crisco. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Chris-
1: the. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, the villain guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. the, the And it, I love that he was a subtle racist. He would say stuff just enough to let you know he was racist without, like, going over. Okay, this is what I appreciate, okay? Things I never thought I would say. <laughs> I know, but- <laughs> right? This whole
1: episode is like, I don't mean it this way, but I mean it this way.
0: <laughs> but there are two kinds of racists. Specifically, they fall into two groups. There is the blatant racist, which we saw throughout the episode. And then there's the subtle racist. And I feel like he was subtler than everyone around him. And that's what made him, because he was a thinker. And he was like, if I change this, everything will go right. Your kind will be better. You know, it wasn't that he was, he was scarier because he was smart about it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I was gonna I, I was thinking along the same lines. I was gonna say he's the modern day equivalent to what was mm-hmm. happening there because he's still well, he's he has to, he's very obviously racist and he's very it, it's very frightening to see it. Um, but it doesn't have the it doesn't have the brutality that the other one does. It has a cunning lethal edge. It does it doesn't have a dulled um it doesn't have a dull, brutal edge to it. it yeah. It's not slapping you in the face. It's stabbing you in the back. Mm-hmm. And I...
0: Jesus, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate his portrayal of that. And as I was watching him, I believed it. I will probably never look at that actor the same way again. Oh, yeah, that... <laughs>
1: I, I hate to say it, I pity that guy, but I pity the actor because that's going to be a fun stereotyped role to be stuck into for the rest of his life.
0: But I appreciated the role. He played it well. And I love they even did, oh, you're from Stormcage. Oh, fun fact about Storm Cage. Are you ready? Yes. That's the same place that River was housed. Oh, God. <laughs> so, it's well, that she was constantly breaking out of.
1: I was going to say housed. She... It was like an apartment she walked out when she wanted to
0: <laughs> But I think that she was the smarter of the inmates, but yeah, she that was the same place where she was serving her time. So it's funny that they brought that prison back to tell you that there are other people there. Did you catch that reference?
1: Nope. Uh, mostly because I didn't remember that they'd ever said that for her, but... <laughs> and she didn't have the tattoo on her wrist, that I recall.
0: Uh... Well, she might have. She might have glamoured it away. or She's River.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> River. She wears a bracelet over it or something. God knows what.
0: <laughs> or just was like, no, I don't want a tattoo today. Try me again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we find out that the villain of this episode has been actively rearranging things. So that Rosa Parks never does this. And her moment in time doesn't happen. Um, I want to take a moment right here to say that this was not a coincidence like Doctor Who made it seem like she was just tired one day and sat down. She had already had previous interactions with um, Blake. She had planned out this civil rights moment. Uh, it happened previously with, what was the young woman's name, Claudette?
1: Uh, Colvin? Okay. I keep forgetting her last name. I keep wanting to give it an A when it's an O, I think.
0: Uh, previously she was a teenage mother who was pregnant. Previously she had been kicked off the bus, but she wasn't a good role model. There were several things that are missed out. And even when they teach about Rosa Parks, they don't mention the planning and dedication that went into this. Everyone teaches it like, oh, she just sat down because she was tired one day. No, that's not the way this worked. That's not how any of this worked.
1: Um, they did kind of mention that in the episode. They said that um, when they were in the hotel and she was writing on the wall with her special pen, uh, they said something about how everyone makes it seem like she was tired when she wasn't, but they didn't mm. bring in, they, they still made it seem more spontaneous than it was.
0: Mm-hmm. They also didn't mention, like they touched on um, Martin Luther King and they touched on Fred, Fred Gray but they didn't mention their roles and importance in this meeting and in the actual establishing of this. I mean, people call Rosa Parks the mother of civil rights, which I don't mind, but they don't tell you the steps and the people who helped along the way.
1: Yeah, the effort that went
0: into it. Like, it wasn't just she was tired one day and was like, no, sir, you can't have this seat today. Like this this was the initiation of a movement because so many people were involved to capitalize on these steps and moments Um but anyway, any comments on that Adelaide?
1: I only going back to our conversation about how they need to pick um they, or they should have picked somebody that was a little bit lesser known uh, Claudette would have been a good choice. That would have been. Yeah. That would have been an been.
0: excellent one. Yeah.
1: Although it doesn't have as uh, as inspiring.
0: Connotation.
1: Yeah, it I doesn't mean, have as the the inspiring ending that this one does. Well, so. it could,
0: because ultimately that's what gave them the idea for Rosa to do it. It's true. So, I'm not, ups- I wouldn't have been upset if they started with Rosa for- I mean not Rosa, with Claudette first, and then Rosa was the one who was sitting at the end.
1: Yeah, that would have been that would have been really good. Come on, guys. <laughs> um, why does this keep happening? Why do I have to say that every episode?
0: Um, but we see the limits that the guy goes to because he can't kill anyone. Uh, you could see the desire to kill people. Like, ah, oh, that actor was such, such good acting in that scene. Because he had murderous intent. You could see in his eyes. He was like, "I will kill you. I will kill you."
1: Can't. Yeah, there are some there are some villains and there's some, some actors that when they do these villains they are so good then there are very few villains that I will say they're realistic enough that they actually frighten me and this was one that does because you can see he he's so real in his portrayal and his and the way the character is written it's so accurate and it's frightening it's terrifying
0: um and he goes through several hoops to Um, try to stop Rosa from sitting down and doing this act of completing history ultimately he loses and Ryan sends him as far back as he could which would have messed up history like are we not going to talk about the fact that even if he sent him back to live with dinosaurs he still would have messed up history
1: and like this whole episode is essentially the butterfly effect right
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then they fling a guy back as far as he can. That is that not the butterfly effect? No, nope. only maximize. Nope. Maximize. It only happens
0: when the doctor does. If the doctor and friends do it, it's fine. Everyone oh, else can't. Um. Maybe when we... they say
1: as far back as they can, they mean like pre-livable Earth, and he just died immediately. They just also, don't want to cover that.
0: Also, wouldn't someone? Like a parole officer or someone who is supposed to be looking out for this murderer, look for him.
1: Maybe I don't. I don't know how
0: their 79th <laughs> century prison system works. Like, cause that was my thought too. Like, how is he getting away with messing with history? Is there not like we've seen people travel through time to give people what they deserve? Like that's how River got caught. So you're telling me there's no one monitoring time anomalies? The doctor was the only one who was like, oh, this looks weird.
1: I guess. I, apparently it only matters when it's River. No one likes River there. She's, she breaks out too much. We got to keep an eye on her. He did say he did his time, so I don't know. Maybe they're not. I, I, I don't know. I don't want to defend him. I don't like him. I don't want to defend him.
0: <laughs> um, but we find out that he is going out of his way to make sure this incident does not happen. He set up um, fake bus notices He's blocking the route with his car. He has, um, what else did he have? He gave James Blake a vacation. Uh, he did several things. He busted up the the bus just to make sure this moment doesn't happen. And I was, I mean, it was okay. I mean, as far as effort and time travel from the future, it was a lot of things that he could have done that he really, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and, and also like, God, how freaking like, how freaking racist and, and insecure do you have to be to go through all of these hoops? Like, come on. And, and this was, he was in the 79th century. They, they specified that. Good God, man. Get a life.
0: Well, I mean, just the same way that people would go back to stop Hitler. I'm sure there are the opposite. People who would go back to stop Martin Luther King. Stop, well, Rosa Parks. Stop.
1: You've just killed any faith I had left in humanity. Just straight up (laughs) murdered it.
0: (sighs) Um, Ultimately, okay, this is a question that I had specifically. The doctor kept sending, she said she offered for them to go back to the TARDIS. They didn't want to do that. But she kept sending Ryan out as if this was a normal time they were in. Alone. He was out alone, talking talking and engaging with these white people who vehemently hated him. Yeah, And I was constantly concerned for his safety.
1: Oh, me too. And I felt like, I felt bad at the same time because like, if he had I understand that it's some that he got to the point where he understood at least to some extent he understood that this area was not safe for him to be acting like he would if it were, you know, nor if it were his time. And I like, think on one level he understood, but on the other level he can he just continued to do it anyway. He didn't really seem to have that he didn't he understood on an intellectual level, but in practice he didn't go through with it. And I was terrified for him. On multiple occasions.
0: Uh I was I was too. Like, especially the restaurant scene, the when the police officer like they pushed it to a line, but I feel like the way Ryan was acting, he should have been in a TARDIS. Because they would have killed him.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And I feel like, yes, he probably should have been in the TARDIS, or at least like Maybe had Yaz rein him in a little bit. Um, Because on the one hand, I wouldn't want him to stay in the TARDIS the whole time and have the rest of them running off and and solving the problems. Um, But at the same time, I kind of expected him to learn from his mistakes and understand what was going on here.
0: Well, yeah, that's true. I feel like he didn't. I think that... While I understand, I don't know what my my specific issue was. They kept sending him off alone, like especially at the end, where she's like, "Go to the different bus stops and try to get the people to come on the bus." And you saw the man and his wife. Yeah, they that, did every they did everything but call him the n word.
1: Yeah, they really did, and they had him having him go up and approach the. The, the elderly white couple, that was just after, after what happened in the beginning, I'm surprised that they made that choice. Like I'm very surprised that they, they had him go up and approach a, an elderly white family after the very first scene that we have is him approaching a white couple and getting slapped for it. So I, I don't know why they would make that choice again.
0: Again, like I said, I don't know either, but we're going to call it creative differences and move right along. (laughs) Um, After the guy blocks the street, the doctor realizes that um, these integral parts of the event have to take place and they have to stay on board. uh, Because if they get off, there'll be enough spots for the uh, white man and Rosa won't have to move. So they were also, I'm sorry, but I don't know why Yaz was still in the white section at that point. This is just a side note, but they would have pushed her to the back.
1: I kind of feel like they would have too, just because white Southern America, 1955, if you weren't ridiculously white, if you weren't the color of paper, (laughs) you were, you were not white.
0: And I'm sorry, something that to... you said before popped into my head. Like, you're like, I'm so white. I'm like one of those glass frogs. Uh, yeah, well, it's true. <laughs> I
1: literally see my veins in direct sunlight. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's disgusting, too.
0: Uh, But it, that's not funny. I'm sorry. No, it's totally funny. I don't care. But, no, the reason I was thinking of it was because you were like, you would have to be ridiculously white to be at the front of the bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, I, hey, I would be at the front of the bus, unfortunately. That's, like, the worst part of that.
0: So Well, well it's
1: not the worst part of it, but. <laughs>
0: um, But, yeah, it was very interesting that they let guests Bre- stay in her area. Yeah. Like, and I was very surprised that she didn't experience more racism than like, cause she really, like, the most that she got was called the Mexican. And I feel like, especially while they were riding the bus, she would have been moved.
1: Yeah, I feel like that too. And I really liked, um, going back a bit, not necessarily for the bus part, but I liked seeing, um, I appreciated them addressing her, um, her Pakistani heritage in that discussion with Ryan behind the dumpster, because that does show some, that was some, I don't I guess self-awareness on the writer's parts, because for me, this episode, while it was really good at addressing racism, it's targeting it in the U S and it, that's a very easy target. And this, and having them talk about what was going on for them, showed that was something that I felt like should have been that that's what the episode should have been about it should have been about Mm -hmm. their problems now and what's going on with them or their problems what they've experienced based on Britain's history because this isn't what they're experiencing for them this Britain's history is not American is not America's history this is not what happened to them
0: well I think that it's very interesting to me um that they didn't have a african-american even if they had like, of a, a Ryan had a friend who he picked up who was from uh, American Exchange. She just, oh, fun fact, Ryan does have a job. Ryan works at a warehouse apparently.
1: Um, okay,
0: but I think it's very interesting that they did not. Th- if you're gonna go to America, then put it through an American lens because how I feel about racism in America as an American is going to be completely different from how a British person feels about racism in America as a British person.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because they're they're looking at it from... I almost want to say they're looking at, oh, look what these crazy Americans are doing, again. Like, that that seems like... That almost seems like the tone that I get whenever they deal with something that has, like, an American... Especially in Doctor Who. Whenever they have an American character, they bring in something like, oh, yeah, that's just how America is. They're violent, they're racist, blah, 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 blah. And they're not wrong, but... Like, you guys aren't much better. Maybe you should admit that to yourselves instead of picking on your your racist 17-year-old.
0: And you know what's so funny? Because Michelle mentioned to me, she was like, it's very interesting that they chose a British person to save Rosa Parks, quote-unquote, to save this moment in history. Because that's not the way it happened in reality. American, they saved themselves. So why would you come in with your white save, like white saving grace and save the situation. Like, even if it's British, we mean well with our tea and crumpets and healthcare. I'm not jealous of healthcare. I'm fine. I don't care, but, <laughs> but you get my point.
1: Yeah. And honestly, that's what, that's why I was afraid of this episode. When they announced it, I was scared. I was, this episode it didn't hit it as much as I expected it to but it did feel like it had that white savior going on especially when it's the doctor and the doctor has that fairly often I think it just alien savior complex I guess but I don't know
0: Mm, I feel like it's okay with that but if we're talking about real life events where people of color and minorities banded together to specifically make sure that everything lined up so that this moment in history would be so impactful to discredit that by saying the doctor helped. Yeah, I, any, I agree. Yeah. Um, but ultimately they saved the day. The doctor and her companions sit on the bus, and Rosa is arrested for not giving up her seat. Uh. Overall, do you have anything to say about this episode that we have not already said?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, they had the, the lines that they said at the end were verbatim weren't they
0: uh some of them yes they took real conversations that she had and things that were said
1: okay well i appreciated that aspect at least
0: um i agree like let me not say that there there were several aspects of this that i appreciated but i feel like as a american as an african-american specifically I need to hold people accountable when they take history, especially history that I feel impacts me in a way to the fire. Do not take my history and distort it. Um what are, what are your thoughts, Adelaide? I
1: mean, I agree. I I mean, I've already said it, but this episode, I was so anxious when they announced this, because I just, I don't trust Doctor Who to not go in. The Doctor saves the day. That's the whole thing, right? And I didn't trust that aspect. When you're dealing with something like this, I don't trust the Doctor Who writers to deal with stuff like this. No offense. Well, some offense, guys. But I just, I didn't really, I don't know. I didn't feel like it was something that they should have been messing with. I feel like if you want to deal with this, pick your own history, pick something a little lesser known, pick something that you can shed some light on and educate people about not rewrite it so that you're involved.
0: Yeah, you hear us, Britain, don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. You already have your own issues. Like, I didn't care enough to look, but I know they're there. Um, But Let's see, is there anything else that we need to go over this episode? Um, final thoughts, Adelaide, go.
1: Um, it's good. I guess. <laughs> I mean, okay, it brought up some points that I feel like need to be addressed, especially with what's going on in many parts of the world right now. But again, it was a misstep to pick this one.
0: Uh,. I appreciated the episode. I appreciated the information. But at this point, who doesn't know about Rosa Parks? Like, she was like, we even had a class um, with her name on it about famous people in history. Who were the other people? <sighs> I digress, because I could keep bashing this episode. But um, what did you think about that class before I end, Adelaide?
1: I actually, I thought the exact same thing. I was like, okay, name another classmate. Go. And like, who else was named after? Like, who else was named after another figure? Tell me, tell me right now. I was expecting them to say that, and then they just didn't.
0: Um, but I think that's everything about this episode. If you think we left anything out, leave it in the comments. If you have anything that you want to say to us, uh, myself or Adelaide, feel free to leave it in the comments or tweet us. You can find me at OP Jasmine. You can find o- Adelaide at OP Addie. OP underscore Eddie. I-E. Eddie with the I-E. Uh, you can tweet the show at Real OP Tweets. You can follow us on Instagram at Real OP Graham. You can follow the website at overpowerentertainment.com. And feel free to let us know. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.